Welcome back to the Wrong Kind of Music Podcast. Uh, today uh, we have Phil back with us. Phil is our regular alongside myself. And we also have Clara back on the podcast. It's been a while. It has. Um, yep. Today we are going to be talking about, well, mostly metal to the masses because that's kind of what dominates the local scene at this time of the year. Uh, we'll be covering a recent gig with Coma, Witchkicker, and Oracle. We're going to have a quick chat about what music we've been listening to. And we will also. Uh, have a quick run through what gigs are coming up over the course of the next month. So that's what we've got planned. So roll the intro. Okay, so Phil, are any good tunes recently? Yeah, I mean, there's been an awful lot of good music's come out this year already. We're in February. We've got uh, new albums out there from like Silosis, Cadet uh, Attack, new album out, Lost Societies, new ones pretty banging too. Um, favorite of the year is probably Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Um, punk band? Kind of, yeah. Got a bit of a punk vibe rolling through there. Like the uh, lead singer is the same guy from the new, the same new guy from Cavalier Attack, and uh, right. like, yeah, it's just sort of hits a wee spot for me. I, I I love it. It's just you know been on repeat for maybe a week or two now or more. So we keep 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 bringing it back up. It's good. Yeah, yeah. Clara, what have you been listening to? Uh, the Grey Stag have new EP out, the, um, the Boats, which is just, I mean, I've only got listening to it a couple of times, but it's jaw-dropping, that third song, like 12 minutes long, Yeah, it's just to, unreal. You, you put it on the car the other night, and only listened to it once through, and even on like the car stereo, yeah. it yeah. sounds gorgeous, it's, it's a, such it's, a well put together it's, yeah. it, it sounds beautiful, ridiculously heavy. Yeah, I mean, just, you know, for three guys, it's just stupid. I think if we, we don't officially do like a, a recommendation of the month, but I think if we did, yeah. in fact, like, fuck it, let's start. <laughs> recommendation of the month, uh, the that, new Grace Dag EP, yeah. uh, three tracks. I love bands releasing small amounts of music. No filler. It's, it's easier, easier to jazz. It is. It's like whenever you get a, like a 10 track album by someone, you go like, I've got another five 10 track albums that I have to sit and try and get through. I mean, it's it's a good problem to have. I'm too much good music. Yeah. But when, when bands release like a four track EP or something like that, I love it. And yeah. um, a lot of stuff I've been listening to is um, like tracks that have been released yes. on albums that aren't out yet. So, so many good albums. Enders Carry have dropped a single. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Uh, but most of their stuff kind of grows on me. Uh, Malevolence dropped one track of, speaking of three track EPs, they've got one coming out. I'm, I'm not a fan, but you sent that and I went, yeah, I can fucking see why it's this is good. This is, this, the, yeah. the only thing I would say that isn't necessarily great on it is there's uh, some guest vocals from a uh, brand from Not Loose. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not entirely sure they work with the song, but overall the song is still fucking brilliant. Uh, and then Hit Breed have dropped a single of their upcoming album. Cord Orange have dropped two tracks of their upcoming album. Yeah, which uh, initially, every time Cord Orange put out new material, I go, oh, I'm not sure about this. It's not, it's not true to what they used to be. Mm. And then the more I listen to it, the more it grows on me. Uh, that, that track. Swallow the rabbit hole. Unreal. Yeah. That's just a dead. Uh, both both the tracks are great. Now one of them obviously admittedly a bit of nine inch nails worship worship in there, mm-hmm. but it's but it's uh, I, it's catchy. It's I like it. It's a nice tempo too. A, a lot of people have criticised that as it being like I don't know maybe a wee bit too mellow. But every Code Orange album yeah. has had that one mellow song like bleeding through the blur. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah. They know how to build the album, and the album builds and drops and bit. And I there's so few bands seem to do that. And yeah. I you can't have I love heavy in your face. But you kind of need to take that step back, 
breathe and then go again. Yeah, and yeah. it is. It is the last. It's the last track on the yeah. album. It's yeah. track fifteen or something. So, so um, yeah. it might fit there. Whatever you get the album as a whole, it might work perfectly. They've been running yeah. the theme through their videos as well. Actually, you know this "I Am King" sort of like character that they have through them. So it was in the "Bleeding the Fur" video, and it was in, um, I believe, the uh, the sort of uh, last video that saw the rabbit hole as well. He's the guy that's uh -huh. doing the chainsaw business. If you notice, there was that I Am King um, album or EP, maybe it was, maybe it was an album, wasn't it? Can't remember, but it's yeah. like they have a character in it. He has I Am King on his forehead. Yeah. And then he seems to be a recurring character across their videos. I actually find the first time I listened to uh, Swallow the Rabbit Hole, I actually find that the video is so well done that it almost detracts from the song. You're paying so There's much so attention much to the video. So much and it wasn't until I actually walked home one night, put it on my earphones without the video, and thought it actually sounded dedicated way singer now as well. You know, is he coming out as a dedicated singer from behind the kit? The drummer? Yeah. No, I think that's just the way the video was shot. I think. No, no, because he's well, is that right? well. I don't know. Is he because like? Um, I thought that that because there's a he's new definitely a definite, a definite front man, and they've got a drummer, but the drummer behind the kit. It's like wearing this kind of masky thing. Okay. And is it just that he is still behind the kit and there's like a faceless I'll, man? I'll have to dig I don't know. Like I don't know what the crap is anyway. with that. Yeah. yeah, so that's that's our new music. Some local, some not local. I think we'll be starting off the podcast like that from now yeah, on. I think, uh, yeah, we're yeah. also going to be bringing back, we used to do like a topic of the month. We would have a sort of uh, debate about various things. There's, there's a few things I'd like to touch on there. But. Mm -hmm. um, as I say, with metal to the masses just dominating everything at the minute, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to take up a big chunk of this podcast. So I would say, from next month on, we'll bring back mm -hmm. that um, uh, topic of the month. And if you have any ideas, if you stuff you want us to discuss, um, give us a shout, just a comment somewhere, and let us know, and we'll we'll cover those topics. Uh, so yeah, first first gig of the month. No, it wasn't first gig of the month, but it was the first non-metal to the masses. It was the only. Yeah. Non-Metal to the Masses gig. Which uh, is, that is one of the criticisms that Metal to the Masses brings, which is for, for about five months of the year, it's... Nothing else Yeah, there. and if you're not in the competition, it makes it a bit difficult. But, but sorry, okay. uh, I just, I don't, I don't give that criticism any weight, personally. Yeah. Fuck it, I think it's unfair so on the good. other band. I do, I understand why other bands think it frustrating. Um, yeah, so, okay, the, the lineup was Witch Kicker, um, band from Dublin, uh, Coma, which is a new band with... Uh, the old member from some older bands and Oracle who if you watch this podcast you're very likely to be familiar with them. Uh, we'll start off with Switch Kicker. Clara, what would you reckon? Um, first, when they first started it was very much a case of uh-oh. And it's like I, everything looked a wee bit nervous and a wee bit mm. And by the end of that first song it was like I think I'm in love. I mean it was fantastic. I It was right up my street. Yeah. And I thought the lead singer, she started off really, really nervous at first. And see by the end, like at the end when she jumped off the stage, and I was walking around and just like up and like stroking people. And I have never seen a group of metal men <laughs> get so uncomfortable so quickly. <laughs> and it was just like no eye contact. And just the way, by I, the end of that, that set, how they controlled that room was. There was part of me that wondered was that, did we get hustled? Because it almost felt like they came on stage and it, they did seem nervous. Yeah. And then by the end of it, like the confidence to bounce off stage and like physically flirt with guys in the crowd to me was, how, how did we get from there to there in the space of half an hour? And that was, that was a brilliant part of it. Um, yeah. Not exactly. Like, she came up to me first and it was just like, 
severely questioning an awful lot. Completely, like, um, you know, I think drew the crowd into false sense of security and then came out and like, just kicked your arse, effectively. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I was, I really enjoyed every moment of that. And actually, I think, you know, um, really comfortable on stage. Like, um, you know, it's just like interacting with each other, like, you know, smiling away. It was almost effortless, quite effortless yeah. in a way. And I really, really, really enjoyed that. I thought they were fantastic. We'd love to have them back really soon. Definitely. I want to see yeah. them in Voodoo. I want to yeah. see them on that smaller stage because the limelight, everyone was scattered as is usual. M musically, I thought there's, there's so many bands that do songs that sound different and it's a mess. Yeah. And then there's bands that do songs a little bit different, but it still feels like one coherent band. There's, the style is there maintained through it, but yeah, there's different nice kinds floaters. of sounds. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There, was, there was even a few points in it, like not many, there used to be a style of music called Grebo, right? And it was bands like um, Populate Itself and Ned's Atomic Dustbin, The Wonder Stuff. Um, and there was a certain style of like not giving a fuck kind of vocals. Yeah. Like I, I don't really care what anyone thinks of these vocals. This is my style of vocal. And I found some of that kind of coming through in her vocals. Yeah. And I loved that. Every time I heard that, I was just like, that. This just sends me back to that that old Grebo style. Um, yeah. And then yeah. some big hefty riffs in. And that's oh, I tight. Yeah. I love that. Like, Good great, performance. Great, great bass riffs as well. Like just sort of wee, wee lines in there. And competent like yeah. really fucking tight and good and that one of the things that i keep banging on about bands is they look like a band they look like four people that were in the same band mm -hmm. i also put the way they were all dressed like in that black and it was very kind of man don't look at us listen to the music it's all yeah. about yeah. what we're doing not yeah yeah there was there was so much smoke on stage you couldn't even see the drum. <laughs> yeah, that is yeah. like it was kind of like even to be fair, almost you could barely see the band. Probably. Like was it was seriously smoky. Seriously smoky. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, yeah, as I say, it was really hard to even see the drummer. Um, second on that bill were Coma. Um, the, uh, what do you say about Coma? I they they got a great reception. There's no denying that. Uh, mm. They seem to bring a load of mates down. A lot of people coming down and supporting the band. Um, I personally wasn't overly impressed by Coma. I thought that the thing I was saying about Witch Kicker about a band looking like a band, looking like a team, um, Coma with the other end of the spectrum when it comes to that. Everyone looked so different. Like it was five people from five different bands. Mm. And not only that, I felt like, obviously we don't know what goes on behind the scenes with these bands, but it felt to me like Everyone in the band was just allowed to do whatever they wanted musically, and it just ended up like a band pulling itself in five different directions, and nothing, nothing gelled. Um, th there was there was points where uh, Bones, their bass player, came in with some backing vocals, mm -hmm. and it just overpowered everything and didn't work with the other vocals that were going on. And then the other thing, I mean, we have to say it because we we dedicate ourselves to being honest on this podcast. Uh, the singer just really lacked confidence. He they went really from, really the, I don't actually know her name, the girl from Witch Kicker, who was so confident in herself to, the poor fella, I thought he was going to cry at one stage. He yeah. looked so nervous and terrified of that microphone. I, I feel like they're a band that could have spent another three months practicing and not just practicing in a practice room, but the, there's certain practice rooms that have a little stage 
And so you can do you can do your practice as if okay. you're playing the crowd, and I think something like that might benefit. I kind of think that the, you know the rest of the band there, um, actually, they didn't really have a huge problem with how they were on stage. Um, you know, Bones I thought was great. Like you know, he knows how to work the stage. He's kind of, you know about the place. They were kind of actually revolving around the lead singer. Like the lead singer was completely and utterly stationary the whole time, yeah. but the rest of the band were, you know, going having a bit of crack effectively around the stage, which was you know good to see. But at the same time, it's like you know, there's an elephant standing right in front of the stage there. Yeah. And 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 and, and, and you know, not to criticise, but you know, just I suppose if it's your first time on stage, you're gonna be shitting yourself. Exactly. So it's maybe just the case of right, maybe have two, three more gigs, and then have a bit more you know, uh, confidence in yourself. Just know that you've done it once, right? So you can do it again, and maybe you can do it again without a mic stand. I think that's a That's one of the things I said at the time. If, if I was in that band, the first thing I'd be doing is taking the mic stand off the guy, and it might loosen them up a bit, and not, not have You can't hide behind it, and use it as a crutch. But, I, you know, we got to, you know, we definitely encourage these, you know, these new bands to come through, and, and new singers and stuff. I think, you know, that's, Take a take it take a bit of bit of bit of constructive criticism yeah. here and um, and you know we'll hopefully see them you know come into their own in uh, yeah. the next maybe year or so. I think it's a funny one because sometimes you get bands that um, are kind of made it like a new band, but it's made up of people that have been in bands loads, right? So those guys are going to be confident and professional. Um, and then you get bands where it's like four or five young guys that are you know starting a new band and it's all fresh and new to them. Coma has that mix, so you've obviously got guys in there that are that are brand new to it, and then you've got Mick and Bones who have been doing this for years. So you kind of get that contrast as well. And when someone does have that confidence to move about stage a lot, and then someone isn't, it makes it even more apparent that the guy hasn't moved much. I think actually this is maybe something you said, and I completely stole your point of I would worry about them going forward because I mean we're sitting here and we are criticizing them. But they got a fantastic reception. Oh, they got really an amazing good, reception. Yeah. And that was because it did, it was, they got all their mates down, it was the first gig. And my worry would be, this is what they, they're like, yeah, we got this brilliant reception and everyone loves us. And they're going to go to another gig. Maybe it'll not be their second gig, it'll be their third or fourth gig. And these friends aren't going to turn up anymore. Yeah. And they're going to then have, there's going to be a crash to earth and that can be difficult to deal with, I think, for bands. I think bands have got to be prepared for that because you've got to be prepared. Your mates turn up, they turn up, they don't turn up. And then, you know, you're playing to a room of perhaps 10 people. And the thing about it is, is what you've got to do there is still give that performance as if it's 100 people. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and, uh, and I think that's, that's, it's hard to do. I th think that a point applies to every band. It doesn't matter who, how good yeah. you are. You, you could be the Crowman, Lockhorns, whoever. You know, I think there's a thing every now and again you're going to play to ten people. I, th I think uh, I think just, there's a thing. It's just the nature of local scenes. Yeah, you've got to say it. It's like you're only as good as your last gig. So make sure your last gig was the best gig you ever played. Yeah, I mean, it's easier said than done. I mean, <laughs> actually, know from speaking to some people and other bands, some bands they kind of like traveling out to maybe places like Bangor or further out. Right. And doing wee small gigs where they know there isn't actually going to be a big crowd, mm. so they can try a few different things in their set to get that kind of practice in a live environment, but not in a in front of possibly a big crowd. So. And then last gig on the bill that day was Oracle. And it's been ages since we've seen them and it was worth the wait. Yeah. I've just I've talked so much about Oracle on the podcast that I don't know what I can say that I haven't said before. They're yeah, incredibly good at what they do. They're incredibly tight. They create a great atmosphere. 
Jason's a brilliant front man. People they, they put on a great show. They always do. I mean, I think um, I on the Sunday probably had some, a fairly you know mild form of whiplash. Yeah. That, uh, <laughs> and. Uh, I'll be honest with you, I think that manifested itself into like severe back pain by Tuesday. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it was a fucking great gig. They uh, they just know what they're doing. And uh, it's it, it, they don't play often, but when they do play, it's an event. And, like, you kind of feel you have to go to it. I don't really say that. You kind of feel like you have to. It's like, you, you, don't, want you don't want you, to miss you it. You don't want to miss it. You yeah. don't want to miss it. So... That's, I think it's really, really important, you know, that you sort of sit here sitting there and you go, no, I'm right, I'm going to that, you know. Uh, a few bands in the scene like that, definitely. Yeah, actually, I was standing there going, I haven't listened to this new album enough. Because they've I, I kind of dropped a lot of the older the songs that I was more familiar with, and it was standing going, this song sounds banging, and I haven't actually listened to the album enough to really appreciate it. So it's yeah, back onto the I, list I of the same. I've listened to it four or five times, and it, it is very, very good. Yeah, yeah. Big, but there's a lot of music out there, and it's hard to squeeze it yeah. all in. There's big, big tunes on there, like "Nobody Sing That Self," the site, the title track, and then "All Father." Like, they're just crack, cracking. Serpentine as well is yeah. unreal. Yeah, it's like that sort of, like there's just this, there's, there's a part there and you just can't help but headbang. It's impossible. <laughs> it's impossible to resist a headbang there. Um, moving on then, Metal to the Masses is Yay. well and truly underway. We have had three initial heats, there's three more heats to come. So the way we're going to tackle this, fuck we have a lot of bands to talk about. <laughs> the way we're going to tackle this is we are going to go through each of the three heats and review them and then we'll talk about the next three heats coming up and we will preview them. Um, I, th I think we've got to be... Uh, we've, got, we've, got to be we've got to be a bit tight. Here. Yeah, when it concise yeah. is the word. Yeah. Um, before we start talking about the bands, very, very briefly, what do you think of the composition so far? Film. I I think actually there's been a few surprises in there. Um, a couple of really um, standout bands and uh, like if you'd asked me who I thought was going to win it, there's a couple of bands in there that have just went no actually you know I think I could do that, um, which I'm really you know I think that's the whole point of the competition is that you're going yeah you just you put yourself in the mix through your first hate gig. Um, so yeah, it's 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 uh it's been a really really interesting specifically sort of heat two and three there really really good yeah. didn't like we we said heat three is the heat of doom, but heat two kind of turned into that yeah. whenever they, everybody played I yeah. thought yeah. <laughs> I thought heat two was kind of like backline there. Heat um, three was a harder decision. Yeah, I, yeah no definitely. Yeah. Clara, what do you reckon so far? I mean yeah, every year going into it, there's always the fear of is this the year where the quality is going to drop is this the year where it's just going to be a bit like and again it's been proved no there are new bands out there that are coming through and surprising us there are bands that have been around for maybe a while that are stepping up and it's been brilliant i mean i did it slightly different i was sober at the mall whereas you were drinking so might have a slightly different perspective but <laughs> i was going to say you probably remember them better <laughs> no i'm old i'm forgetful uh, one thing i will say and i've I loved the competition so far i always do i just think even whenever you go out to see four bands and they may not be the best four bands on the planet yeah i i, I just love it it's like it's like the world cup to me like i've said that before yeah. this is this is the big event for me and i just love it every year i love coming on and talking about the bands yeah. and stuff something i have to say I have never seen so many pits at a local shows. Yeah, in the last the month, crowds the last have been, yeah. and like 
crunch. Usually, the... when we go to gigs, we recognise most faces. Yeah. And I think especially for the first two heats, it was there was so many new faces, young faces as well, which is. We need yeah. you need new people coming in there yeah. to come and support the gigs and um, you know certainly it's great to see it. Um, I think that's sort of probably helped contribute to the pits. But yeah, we'll probably get there. Yeah. But, uh, Which, off the back of that, one criticism is the amount of bands that haven't brought merch or anything like that. The amount of bands that aren't taking advantage of you're getting people in who don't normally come to see you. Yeah, well, there's there's a lot of bands already doors and they won't be at the stage of having merch. Have merch. Some bands so. I know do have merch and didn't have it kind right. of there. You know, yeah. it's... Oh, they're not aware that that's you know, allowed. Because on Friday yeah. this week, there was a lot of merch. I meant more. to buy merch, actually. I forgot about it. Oh. It's really good, too. It's a favour. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. We'll get, we'll get stuck in. Uh, Heat 1 only had three bands because Delusional... Nope. Not Delusional nope. Silence. Divides um, and Divides. Divides, divides and Fold. Yep. Uh, dropped out. They may be slotted into another Heat, is my understanding, but we'll, like we'll have to wait and see. I'd like to see it because they're a great band. Um, you know, they they, they kind of have that... We, we always have this conversation, hard rock metal, but like they bridge that gap. And they do it really well. And well, I think they're extremely professional as well. I've, I've said a hundred times before, yeah. I'm not a big fan of just just straight rock music. Yeah. Um, but they are the exception to the rule because mm -hmm. uh, they're because they're just so good. Actually, at least um, I think we've got to give a bit of props here. Sorry for interrupting you to the vocalist there. Holy shit! From divides on four. Yeah, he's he's he's, he's incredible. He's really really. <laughs> the whole band. Whole band. Yeah. 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 Um, That's not true. The first band that night were Dystopia. Who um, should have had a singer with them, and the singer cancelled or didn't show up at the last minute. I don't um, think you could have a worse start for a band. Sure, first band of the first gig, and one your of singer members, doesn't one land them. Members doesn't land them. And your first um, one. <laughs> now I went down with thinking Dystopia were going to be not particularly good, if I'm completely honest. Yeah. And I was proven wrong. I thought. I was going to say considering the circumstances, but even if you take that out of the equation, I just think they played really well yeah. and they sounded really good. And they must have been bricking themselves because the singer wasn't there and the guitarist sang all the songs and I didn't notice slip-ups. I, I, I honestly wouldn't have thought, you know, um, you know, you, that late notice stepping in and singing the songs and doing them uh, doing them justice as the way he did. Now, I know that they... It was a shorter set. They done a shorter set, but you know because of the, maybe there were more singer centric songs at the, at the at the latter half. But I thought that the uh, guitarist was 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 really good. Um, you know, given given that circumstance, that's a real shit how to be dealt. And um, you know, they really I honestly, um, yeah. yeah, like guys, I thought, yep, okay, if you're not used to singing and you're just belting it out here on a whim, you're doing pretty good at it. So if you yeah. can do it again. The, the only the only criticism I had was, um, and again this this might seem a bit nitpicky, uh, the guy who was singing mm -hmm. was off to the left, and then they had a guitarist in the middle and bass off to the right, or those two might have been the other way around. But if, if he was if he was singing, then he was essentially the front man in the middle, and he should have been center stage. It, it left it all a wee bit unbalanced, but as I say, that's that's nitpicking. I'm building off that. I don't know whether it was nerves and stuff that had the basses kind of in the middle, and he also looked really, really, really nervous. He was, he and was him being in the middle, and he kind of did that thing of he just sort of stared at the neck of the 
Yes. Yeah, I think that's that's that's, that's which. Yeah. But I mean, it's a second aside. Don't make yeah, him was, be in the middle. It was the least animated, so. And he's good, yeah. and I think maybe maybe it was a panicking because you know your singer's not turned up, and I want I'd like to see them again, and hopefully I, he's a lot more relaxed. I'm sure it was a matter of let's just get on stage. Let's just get, get through this. Yeah. Do you think as well, like, to be honest with you, whenever I was watching the basis of Dystopia, I kind of thought he was almost frightened. They kind of played it instrument. Like, I kind of thought, like, um, not, you know, he, he was kind of, obviously, he was playing his bit, but, like, when you're on stage, you're performing, you kind of maybe have to give it a bit more gravitas to, yep. you, know, yeah. you know, get your point across. And it's not like, you know, yes, you can play a bass by having a bit of a small, you know, pluck the strings, but. You know, whenever you're on stage, you kind of have to, it's a showmanship. It's like the drums, you know, you can play the drums really competently, but kind of if you're not getting it, it's... Well, one thing that did happen during their set, uh, they had a problem with their uh, their kicker. Uh, That's right. The drummer from Pure Sonic Outcasts was straight up and lent him his kicker, and it was one of those things where something's went wrong, but it, they've, they've dealt with it absolutely fine. Dealt with it um, really well. And it, it also shows you a wee bit of, you know, Camaraderie. Yeah. Oh, camaraderie, yeah. You, you know, someone could easily just go, ah, fuck you, let's just get yeah. no points. You know? <laughs> you know, it's definitely, definitely that can happen. But I yeah. think, you know, it was, and I think that's actually been prevalent the whole way through the competition. The support that the bands have been giving each other yeah. um, is, has, has, has been great to see. You know, nobody's, nobody's there, sort of like purely got the competition head on, you know, and letting you fuck up, really. Yeah. Following on, Pure Sonic Outcasts uh, was my first time seeing them. Thought they were very good. I really yeah. enjoyed it. We all enjoyed them. First time seeing them as well from for me. So uh, one of those bands where you could sit and just watch the drummer the whole time. Which yeah. drummer? Because they pulled off the drummer switch, which for a competition I think is quite a brave move. But I have noticed they have changed drummer. The drummer, the drummer. Yeah. So I'm wondering, yeah. was that their new drummer maybe it did was. So, so? It was. Yeah. So their new drummer came in and played that one song before. Um, you know, uh, before they yeah. kind of switch back again, I believe their old drummers moving to Germany or something. So, um, obviously, you know, it's not like a you know, bit of a you know, we're not going to play with you anymore. But uh, I sort of you, you notice a difference in the styles, I think, you know, in the drumming. So, I think it'd be interesting to see how they go forward from that. Yeah, um, yeah. so yeah, it's uh, very musically. I thought I might get ripped to shreds for this. There was wee bits of it I thought sounded almost a bit like Hendrix, but heavier. Just that sort of groove to it. Yeah, it, there was definitely a groove there. I'm getting an odd from uh, Josh in the background, <laughs> so I'm not talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and the the song they played, uh, Dweller or something, Dweller, Slum Dwellers, Slum Dwellers, yeah, slum dwellers um, yeah. really, really stood out. I thought, yeah. Um, yeah, really good song. It's very definitely the lead singer's band because did spot the whole, um, you know, it, there was bits where he was like, you know. And then bringing it up again yeah. and stuff. And, yeah. Can and you just mention the best beard on the scene, actually, quite frankly? Yeah. <laughs> it's an impressive beard, <laughs> that's that, a yeah. great beard. Uh, they um, also had an EP came out. I missed that. I didn't know that. Yeah, the Pure Sonic Outcast EP, I think, launched yesterday. I haven't so, listened to it. I literally just saw them right, say, well, well, I'm guessing Josh was involved in that. Have a, so, have a yeah, chat he's nodding away yeah. there. Need to <laughs> give a listen to that. Last band that night, then, were Citizens. Yeah. Um, We'll just talk about their performance rather than whether they should be in the competition or not, because yep. we've already covered that. Um, as soon as, as soon as, there was a wee part of me thinking, how am I going to vote for this? Because I want to see a new band go to Bloodstock. They were on the stage something like 10 seconds. 
and I'm Italy, so they, they are getting my time. And that's, I think, how long they, it took for the pit to start. They just were the best band on the night, and I don't think there was much to argue with that in terms of performance, in terms of just being a fucking band. They know how to be a band. Yeah, we, they know how to play on stage. We talk about this a lot, I think. Um, that if you're entering this competition, go and see somebody that has been there and done it. And so, whenever I say that, it's like go and see the crawling, go and see Oregon, yeah. go and see Overoth. Uh, you know, that's how you should be, that's where you should be aiming. Yeah. That's what you need yeah. to do because you're not going to win this competition by not watching other people that have done it. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. I think this is the best lineup they've had in such a long time. Everyone on that stage wants to be there and they are having the yeah. time. I mean, I think they might need to chain Rab to that drum kit because the amount of times he was standing up to the side of it and just fucking. <laughs> or sm- the fuck out of the and I love it's watching the drummer. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a pleasure to watch. I just love watching drummers whenever they're just going off it as yeah. much as he does. Yeah. And I love watching Jim as well. He's having the time of his life up there. Yeah, definitely. Um, the two bands that went through. Oh, we... I do think that there's one thing they'll have to mention because I think we're going to mention it later. They did a cover. Which you know, we're going to call other bands out for that. And I think. We'll have, we, Citizens... we'll have a wee chat at the end about how we feel about Version competition. The two bands that went through were Pure Sonic Outcast and Simicence. Were they the right bands to go through? I think so. It's hard to argue. They were. Um, Moving on then, (laughs) Heat 2. I've got a minor niggle that I have to mention about Heat 2. The music between bands was too fucking loud that night. (laughs) I could hardly hold a conversation with anyone. (laughs) And I'm bad at the best of times, but that night it was just silly. I don't know why that was the case, but it bugged me. I think it was as loud as the bands, if not louder. That was, was, that was fucking annoying. Um, either way, <laughs> it shouldn't matter, but it fucking matters to me. Moving um, swiftly on. <laughs> first band of the night, Sick of Delanaut. I think they delivered exactly what I expected, and it was great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll say, uh, yeah. You said it. You, 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 the first thing you said to me whenever you, you know you came up um, after the gig was, you liked that, didn't you? And I, and I, was, like, and I was like, yeah, that was fucking straight up where I wanted to be. Like I was like, I love that. Um, love a bit of just again, it's like really interesting drums and then really interesting tunes, really groovy, and uh, like I just love them. Yeah. Really, really, really um, looking forward to seeing them. I think in the next few hits, definitely. Uh, they broke a guitar string, mm-hmm. and they just went fuck it, play it on. I actually had to turn around to you and go, "Is that? Is there? Is there a broken string out of that? Because it there, yeah. was, there was no fuss at all, and it was a we have thirty minutes to play, we don't have time for this shit." And the crowd loved them. Yeah, so no, first, first band that I and they got a hell of a reception. Like, yeah. Well, one of the things that really stood out about that band for me was the guitar tones everything sounded just gorgeous yeah real like crunchy heavy tones but at the same time a wee bit of groove in it yeah i i really like them i really, really like them. i think i promised on the night that i would mention that there's an album on the way from those guys so <laughs> i uh here's me saying it you know uh believe there there's an album or certainly an ep in the works but yeah. uh yeah no looking forward to that second one oh, sorry go, go ahead shoot 
because I'm that's not really nor my normal style of music and I'm not overly into it so I wasn't quite sure how I would like it and a lot of those bands end pouring the tits off me to be quite honest and they started off quite sort of with the faster pace or stuff and then it dipped and just as I got to that stage where I could feel my attention starting to wander turn it back up again it kicked off again and it was like oh nope you've got my back and yes, so the way that set was paced was fantastic and yeah no like that's yeah set piece i suppose is yeah. really important actually yeah yeah 12 gauge outrage any fans <sighs> i quite liked it i i enjoyed it like i you know to be honest with you it's not i'm not going to go out of my way to i'm not going to go out of my way to listen to it um i think there's always going to be a thing actually always a bridesmaid there I can't see them being like guys that are going to be headliners uh, of you know, but I enjoyed it because they they do have a certain bit of character on stage, you yeah. know. And I think about it is they've come from Wexford, they've come the whole way up here to play for us, and I've, again, you know, I'd love to see them again. Did they not say yeah. part of the Muslim Korean? Because I think they introduced you themselves and said really? we're from Wexford and Korean. That's a bit of an old one. I might have. Might have. The, but the Belfast Network. Yeah. I'll, I uh, thought that's where that might have come from. They, they, didn't, they didn't do much for me. I, I found their their sound throughout the songs was just too inconsistent. Um, I, I thought the sound was bad. I mean, we just watched Psychedelonaut, um, who sounded great. You, you could pick out every instrument. When those guys came on, it just got very, very muddy, I thought. And because previous band sounded good I don't think it was the sound guy mm. um, I think maybe they're just jacking stuff up a little too high I think we just need to clear up it's never the sound guy because <laughs> 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 um, you've got one of probably the best sound guys and then there was a wee bit of um, like their demeanour on stage kind of was, wasn't my sound it was a bit cheesy that was like you know introducing all the band members throughout a song, I just I don't think that kind of works for like a local gig, small scale band. You know, you're not. Is it, is it part of their shtick though? I it could it well is. be. It could well be. But I think they were very pers- personally. I didn't work think for they me. have their shtick, as you said. Yeah. They have their, and I think what they do, they kind of do well. It's just not what I particularly like yeah. or enjoy. Yeah. Uh, Rob Duration came on after that, and. I've, I've, I've got notes here in front of me of all the bands that, that, that we watched in those gigs and there's just three words intense, brutal, professional yeah um, I think you're summing it up really well yeah. there um, and I'm going to go out and say honestly probably the best pit I've ever seen in video <laughs> yeah. like for any band I've seen Decapitated there I've seen uh, Discarnate you know, supporting that same bill that was the hardest pit I've ever seen in Voodoo. Yeah. It was incredible, incredible. <laughs> and I sort of said, I'm sitting there and I'm going, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan of Rupturation. I've seen them a few times sometimes. And then the next thing, by about like halfway through <laughs> the first or second song, I'm sitting there and I'm going, fuck, this is great. You know, I, I thought there was, see the way they handled themselves on stage. They had John and Jordy either side, and both of them were completely fucking dead deadpan, right? And just yeah. staring at the fucking crowd. And then Shane was giving the fucking beans and look on drums. I was just, I was just sitting there going, I, we might have a winner here. <laughs> uh, honestly, just look on drums. Not only were they exceptional, but they're the kind of band that probably would win. So 
Fuck, yeah. I thought they were brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I think I have underestimated them in the past. Definitely. I think they've I always been a... Uh, oh, tradition, yeah. And I think they are possibly the first band of the competition. Actually, they might be the... So, maybe the only exception being Elder Druid of the whole stage show. Mm-hmm. The way you were saying about, like, Jordy and John standing. I don't know if they had any say in the lights. It felt like it. they had the dark, dark red, which normally doesn't work. It worked for them. It was... You know what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> sucks balls for photographers. I know it does, but fuck you. No photographer was really getting near the stage because when that pit kicked off, uh-huh. it was... I think that's a lot of bands don't necessarily get that stagecraft and it's not so much about just the playing your songs and playing your songs well. It's to win the competition you kinda need the whole package. Yep. And Rupturation delivered that in fucking spades. Yeah. Unreal. Last band then. Oh sorry if you just I just wanna say I just I have a bit of appreciation for Luke. I just love how he comes on stage. He's yeah. got he's got his he's got his hoodie up and he's just banged on. <laughs> he just loves it. He's just uh, it's just it's it's, it's it's he's one of my favourite sort of watches. He just yeah. gets yeah. that I mean, you know, normally it's like drummers, you know, they're stripping off and he's like, nah, behemoth hoodie on, you know, hood up, go yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> Last band of the night. Um, another one of those bands where you go to see them and you're kind of like, oh God, I hope this isn't awful. <laughs> yeah. Mortal Backlash were fucking awesome to watch. Fucking <laughs> awesome. The enthusiasm was fucking dripping out of them. The smiles on stage. A band that just 100% looked like they were loving it. Absolutely That's loving it. what this competition's about. Yeah. Those bands yeah. coming in who've barely played a gig before, who no one knows, and coming out and just being like, fuck it, we're here, and we're just gonna have fun and play yeah. good music. Uh, they were going fucking nuts. Uh, the wee guy on guitar, every time I had my camera in front of him, he was posing and pulling faces. And I don't think he looked at the guitar once. That, that's the thing, we see so many bands, right, and they're on stage, and they're musicians, so, so of course they're going to do this, but they're kind of they're standing staring at the neck of the guitar the whole time because well, they're yeah. playing guitar, so that's something you kind of need to do. It's a, they didn't yeah. have to, like, I'm... Yeah, it's a fearlessness of youth, I think. Pulled the equipment over a few times, like, oh shit, sorry, back up you, so, go. So I've, <laughs> I've seen other bands before, I can't think any of, but, you know, young, fresh bands that they go out and they run on stage and they all go fucking mental, and it's kind of like, well, that's great, but you sound sloppy as fuck. <laughs> yeah. And these guys sounded so tight. They were great. Um, it's definitely, uh, I was sitting there and I was like, what are you going to do here? And then the next thing is, it's just like, cover me impressed fucking hell well played boys you know really was uh, fantastic to see guys out um, you know um, coming in and just bringing that intensity and the passion um, because you know we're, we're this competition is like well, we, you said it earlier. Are we are we expecting that at some point we're going to run out of bands? We're going to run out of talent? No, not with them coming through. I don't yeah. think so. Yeah. I mean, they're definitely um, you know contenders. Um, I think we have to mention a bit of an elephant in the room, and we already touched on yeah. it earlier on. Covers, covers. Um, you know, and I don't think it's not their fault. Um, you know, because they're, they're so new. Yeah, they played two yeah. covers. Simpsons played a cover, and our thing is that. You can't, um, you know, you, you can't win this competition if you're going to play covers. You have to have original content. Yeah. Um, and 
you know, that certainly I think would have lost the marks on the night. I think it did. I think it but definitely did. But they only did. lost by like three percent. Uh-huh. You know, and it was probably if they had one more original track in there, they'd have probably went through. I think that's very fair, and I think it's probably something. I think this competition was maybe six months too early for them, or a year. I think they maybe don't have, you know, they played the material they have, and they were like, right, we'll show it up with two covers. If it had another so, if it had six months to work on another song and build that in, it might, it would have been enough, probably. Yeah, possibly. But, possibly. And the other thing I will say is they played a Sodom cover, and they played it magnificently. It was unreal. Well, and the problem with doing covers like that is, if you play a cover of like a classic song and you do it really, really well, and then you follow it up with your own material, you better hope your own material is as good as that because it. I, I've seen it happen so many for me, times. For me, I've seen that happen. I know exactly what you're saying, yeah. but for me, I didn't know that Sodom song. And neither did I. It it didn't seem to. Sometimes you get a spike in quality because I, you're doing your song, yeah. your song. The cover that sounds fucking yeah. great, and then your song, your song. I didn't, I didn't. I wouldn't. That. It wasn't a I've, spike. I do think there was a a I, wee I, tiny I step the, up. The set, the set still flowed, and it didn't. It flowed, but I think, I think this it, cover was still a wee bit better. Yeah, I think what you said earlier on about them smiling and everything, and just like the fun that they were having on stage, and you could see how much it meant to them. You know, just to be playing in front of that crowd, and I think. The thing about it is, is I think it's a, every band's really, you know, real wish is to actually have a proper fucking pit. Yeah. You know, whenever you're playing. Oh, absolutely. And they got it. You know, they 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 got it. And actually, I think for such, you know, such a you know young band, I, I think that the uh, orchestrated the crowd really well. I mean, they showed real, um, you know, understanding of how you run a gig. Yeah. Um, you know they weren't quick to rush in the songs, had a good pace, and then, you know, we're like, right, let's get some movement in here, it's, and, and it fucking kicked off, so. Just, I mean, just touching on that on that cover thing again, I also kind of expect, because they said this is going to be a cover, mm-hmm. they said it was going to be a cover before they said what it was, and I immediately thought, young fella, they're really, really young, so it's going to be, yeah. it's going to be Andrew Sandman, or it's going to be Rain and Blood, it's going to be some big obvious song. Yeah. Was, the fact that they played a Sodom song, the major just went, yeah, these guys, they know music. Yeah, they I, know music. I, I, They're yeah. not just playing big obvious hits. I, definitely. Um, I think it's sort of, it's, it's, these guys aren't here just for the crack. And I think the fact that their second cover was uh, Mother by Danzig, as I yep. told earlier. Um, but they didn't do a straight cover. They did, they changed it. And I'm not sure it was so good, but I think if you're going to do a cover, that's possibly the way to do it, of at least put your, put your own spin on it, put your own wee creativity. Yeah. And it did, I mean, see, like a lot of their family were down, and just seeing how proud all their mums and dads and aunts and stuff were, it was like, I'm pretty sure I saw a couple of tears around it. It was just like, that's... Two, two bands went through, Psychedonaut and Rupturation, whether they're right bands. It was the toughest choice. I absolutely yes. had a mare with that one. Yeah. Um, I stood with a pen in my hand for probably about a good five, ten minutes going, what the fuck am I going to do here? I, um, I was torn between Psychedelina and Mortal Valor. Yeah, I mean, I'd be honest, I'm going to be straight up. The cover swung it for me. Yeah. Um, that swung my decision. Um, 
again, you know, it's not like my vote's going to make much of a difference, really. But uh, for me, that's how it, it was. It so close down. in the end. And then it, it was genuinely... so close. It was genuinely so close. Um, I think, you know, Mortal Backlash are going to be, uh, when, you know, when it's not, I don't think it's if it's a when they come back next year. Uh, yeah, fuck, they are going to be good. That, that was my thought as well. Psychedelic Knot were the right band to go through. thought it was really, really close with Mortal Backlash, but I was kind of thinking come back next year and blow our minds. They remind me of Victim Royal, the first time we seen Victim Royal. Yeah, it was a group point. of young lads yeah. doing it and it was like, this is brilliant, but you're a bit too early. And they came back and they made it to the final last year. Mm-hmm. And I could see them, you know, next year or the year after, I can see Mortal Backlash making it to the final right. and possibly winning. Heat three, the big one. Elder Druid, Tomb, Survivalist and Mower Bar. Uh, that was just two nights ago. Yeah. Um, so we can remember this one. I literally, I mean, we talked about Elder Druid on the last podcast because mm-hmm. they just played their album launch party. I have one comment under Elder Druid on my notes and it says, just spaff your pants for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, I don't know. I, I actually thought they were better in Heat One of Metal to the Masses than they were in their, their album launch party. I think I you made a fair observation I on that. don't know how that's even possible. I just, I, I can't, I, I don't even want to say anything. Because, because it's, it's just come off tour. Yeah, which is well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like they've, they've come off their European tour. They are literally in each other's pockets. They, you, you can't get any tighter than they were. Yeah. Like, um, the sound they had there, Andy's sound was, like the sound that he was, was fucking crushing. Like, it was just, it was, you know, this is on the slower end of the spectrum, but it's still going to cave your head in. Do you know what I mean? It's it's, it's, it's incredible, um, you know, how these guys go on. And then you had, again, we've talked about it before, the double bass. Let's get it on the go. I think, But I think I think they're kind of getting to perfecting it now. Yeah. Um, it's starting to get there. And um, I say starting to get there. It's there. It's um, there. The only thing, I have a big criticism. Go for it. Not enough there, man. Not enough Thurman. No. Thurman wasn't Because it wasn't Oh, because I missed the last gig. I, I, yes, I'm actually feeling slightly cheated now. Yeah, I haven't not had to say that yet. Thurman, because they did, and, they, the and they did play Sentinel. And I was like, where's the Thurman? I was like, I can't see it on stage. Is it hiding? It's like, is it going to be this week when it comes out? No, it wasn't there. I'm so disappointed. Uh, the, the track itself, Golgotha, the title track off oh, the album. So good. Jesus wept. Like, it is something else. Mm-hmm. It's just something else. For me, the difference that Daniel makes on stage, uh-huh. because a lot of them are very, it's very much we're playing our doom and it's, it's, the yeah. intensity. And he's just like, he has moments and he'll turn his back and he's like, right, this is this is the doom about, right? <laughs> I can tell myself, can tell myself. And then it's just like, boom. And he keeps putting the hat on or the headband on. I don't know why, because it's, it's gone because within like 10 yeah. seconds. And yeah. his energy bouncing around that stage, it just... Visually watching it adds so much more to it. I, I don't think I have a problem saying that they're the best band in the country at the moment. I think, you know, I think, I think it's, you know, it's a big I, statement, I, I but I don't think you're going wrong. I couldn't argue with that. I think um, you've got just the professionalism that they just they bring. It's, um, you know, again, quite unrivaled. I think, you know, you've got somebody working in the background there that's, I think, you know, the whole band puts their heart and soul into it and their yeah. dedication to that specific genre. Um, is playing the sea, um, and then you've got like Jake in there, and he's just uh, pulling the strings from behind and getting them these European gigs all of a sudden. Like, 
how do you put together a European tour without management? Well, just get Jake to do it. <laughs> you know? And the same as Rupturation, like the lighting, the atmosphere, everything. They've is always got just... that green. They must they must talk yeah. to beer about lights because mm. they always have that green when they're playing. Again, yeah. all bands, you can speak to the sound men and ask for lights. Some of them might tell you to fuck off. Others will listen to you and just yeah. Yeah. Um, second that night, Tombs, thoughts? You see, I have, I'm going to go off a bit of a rant here. I think I told you before. <laughs> but I'm going to go off a bit of a rant. Here's my thing, right? Tombs have made a trip 160 fucking miles from Limerick. And um, the turnout for Elderberry was incredible. First oh. band of the night, incredible. Loads of people. Um, all these people have paid £5 in. Uh, Tombs have come 160 miles. To come and play for you, and you can't make it up from the smoking area to come and see them. Yeah. What's What's this about? You know, like, come on, you know, this is a this is a competition. You've paid your five pound and come and see the bands. You know, um, and I and I felt really sorry for Tombs. Yeah. Um, in 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 that, and I was sitting there, and I was like, because let's be honest, they're on stage and they're giving it what they can, you know. So at least give a couple of songs. If you don't like it, then fuck off again. It's, it's but. Not- that was the first round where there seemed to be a big inconsistency between how many people were watching each band on the night. Because uh, I think in the first two heats, all the bands brought in a crowd. See, see the second But they heat? all, the crowds all mixed and they all were watching the other bands and the, the there was lead, a lot of respect. The lead singer to Mortal Backlash was more motion to other bands that played before him. Yeah, you know in fact, mean? the whole, I think like, there was two or three from the band in there, actually, yeah. Martian, yeah. Director Now to me, if I was on. playing last on the night, I'd be saving my energy for stage. So the fact that they're fucking giving up beans in They're the young, they have energy, we don't. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're like um, twice the, their age, yeah. a lifetime ago. Tombs, Tombs weren't what I expected. I've seen them before. We were hammered and when I, we saw them last time. I think time. I must have been steaming the last time I seen them. Because I was expecting this, like, real like, Dark atmosphere, death metal. There was extreme punk like in there, like as well. It was crusty stuff. Yeah. It was like it was one after a few stuff. songs, I kind of settled down and went, right, this isn't what you thought it was. I once I accepted it for what it was, I started to enjoy it a wee bit more. Mm. But I was just thrown. Mm-hmm. I think they suffered they suffered changed. so much from following up Elder Druid, who have yeah. the entire set absolutely nailed. And Tombs fell into the trap of them play a set. They played a song. And then they played a song. Then they played a song. Yeah. And then they played a song. And the fact that everyone had fucked off meant that in between the songs there was no sound. So you're standing there with wee awkward silence for five or ten seconds. And that was between every song. And I really enjoyed a lot of it. Think there just needs to be a wee bit of a go, think you're set. Work on the whole... Work on the flow of it. I think it's a rehearse your set, not your songs. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. That's a good way to put that's it. That's a really good way to put it. Um, survivalist. Fuck. Uh, fucking hell. Fucking hell, like. Yeah, I um, mean, oh, you know, oh yeah, that's you know, let's just all of a sudden put ourselves like on the on the on the map. But like, did. you know, they that that but, was their debut. They like, fucked, turned up, kicked the door down, pissed all over the place, marking their territory. I just oh. Incredible! They um, apparently have been at this for seven seven months, practicing and getting together, maybe a bit more. Don't know, 
that shows. That's that's the way to do it. Like, don't take it out of the oven until it's ready. But 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 again, it was. You didn't know they existed until like what was it, January or December. Like I was standing, Michael Scott, who works with Josh in the studio, he was standing one day trying to let me hear it outside the limelight on his phone. I was just kind of like, I'll check it some more time. I'm not, I'm not interested. Um, and then when I did check it out, it was like. <laughs> Fuck me. And then when I found out who it was, it was like double fuck me. Yeah. Um, so Tom and Stu from Don and Die. Um, the difference in, I mean, in Don and Die, Thomas was guitarist and singer. And yeah. you could tell he felt, I think, a bit constrained. Now he's not doing vocals. I can't remember the last time I've seen someone be so happy on stage. He did not stop smiling the entire set and it wasn't just a wee ground i thought he i'm sure his face hurt the next day i was beaming he was absolutely beaming like, like my, one of my, spin 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 my, jump my, off the drum kit one of my criticisms of don and die was always that they came out on stage and they went fucking hell for leather and then halfway through their set they were burnt out and the last the latter half of the set was always a wee bit sort of lackluster but because he's just playing guitar it, it just balanced out he seemed so much more content in that role and it worked a whole lot better. I'm also gonna be slightly creepy. And like he has, you can tell he's been working out. He has bulked up a wee bit and I'm guessing has uh, maybe improved his stamina and stuff he's as a well. sexy boy. He's <laughs> not a bad looking fellow. <laughs> no. Sorry. Not, not that we're here to judge. No, we're not, but. Um, they're, they're a lead singer. Um, way more deep, growly, aggressive vocals. I thought it was gonna be, because the one song they've got out, is very very kill switch so there's yeah. loads of clean vocals i think it starts off parkway and then switches to loads of clean vocals but loads of heavy vocals as well yeah uh, maybe maybe it was just on the night but it seemed to me like the other songs the rest of the songs were vast majority heavy vocals yeah. like i didn't get as much singing as i was expecting and i have no problem nope. with that whatsoever that is up my street dude's a fucking beast yeah i mean and, and he dominated that stage yeah yeah the stage presence was Easily probably one of the best stage presences I've, I've, yeah. I've actually seen um, recently. Uh, say recently, probably I'm going probably back a couple of years <laughs> in the local scene. If I'm gonna be honest, he was he he, he you know whenever you were speaking, um, I spoke to him afterwards, and um, he's like, oh yeah, I've only I, I couldn't do these these harsh vocals. I couldn't do them. Um, and I sp I've spent seven months at it, and I'm like. Well, that's actually probably one of the most accomplished vocal performances I've seen. Unbelievable! Yeah. And it's unbelievable I that he's been doing it for that long. That's so, crazy. Um, it was mad to see um somebody get on stage, but then it wasn't just the vocals. So it's fine if you get on stage and you deliver vocals like that, but whenever you deliver the full performance, and I think if I'm going to say it right, what I think um survivalists have been doing is it's not that just been rehearsing they've, they've they've been rehearsing as if they're on stage yeah because their movement and stuff they know each other you know and um you know i think i think it's gotta be they've gotta be doing that if they're not i don't know yeah what have we got here we've got, a, we've got a monster one, one <laughs> tiny 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 nitpick um i think sometimes whenever they were moving around the stage it it occasionally got a wee bit clumsy. Aye, it, 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 felt, it felt like the stage wasn't big enough for it. Wasn't. It could have done with a wee bit more space, but then, the, fuck, what, what stages have more space? Like, what are they going to play? The other criticism, criticism I had was, um, I don't even know if it was aimed at them, the backing vocals. I didn't realise Stu was doing backing vocals a lot of the time. They got completely lost. 
I didn't even spot he was down back. He was. I was was on the far side of the stage almost. And I think that ties into something that we were discussing. You've got bands like Eldridge and stuff who play there all the time, so the sound guy knows them. Mm -hmm. And he knows how to get that sound tied in. This was their first... And I think that might account for some of the sound, uh, the sound issues. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a real valid thing, actually. Um, you know, it is. It's like, you know, if you've played in that venue before, I know you, I know your sound, I can get the levels right. Yeah. And I think, like, for me, Elder Drew's sound that night was just perfect. It was absolutely perfect. So whenever, you know, but it's like they've played there three times, maybe, in the past, uh, since December. Uh-huh. So Annie knows them. Back from Triggerman joke that he could turn up with the limelight and they'd push a button and Triggerman's <laughs> stuff would come up because they play that often. I think uh, one, one thing about um, Survivalist, I think they're, they're a band who it would really benefit from knowing the songs. Yes. So once they get the material out, mm-hmm. I think there's going to be big sing-alongs, get to know those songs, get to know the vocals, and I think that will take them up like another three notches. There was because that no, go ahead. Go ahead. The, the, whenever they launched into the one about, I'm not sure what it's called, the one about like bones and buried bones and stuff, and then uh, the lead singer was like, "You know the word sing along," yeah. and Thomas looked at him and went, "Uh," no. but they did. No, they did. There was definitely, and the crowd sang along, and yep. Thomas was like, "What?" One of, one of the benefits of lyric videos. I yeah. love lyric yeah. videos. I know some people have a wee bit of a. An issue of chipping their shoulder about them for some reason. I don't know why. I love a good lyric video. Yeah. Get those lyrics up. Get people knowing your songs, knowing the lyrics. It's a great feeling when you're on stage and someone sings back a song that you've written. Lyric you know? videos for me are just like evidence as to I have no idea what I'm listening to. Like generally, it's like a, I got that lyric wrong. That <laughs> <laughs> That's what they're saying. Oh shit! I was like, oh right, yeah, didn't get that. And then last band of the night, Motor Bar. Um, they played Bird of Prey. That's me happy. Big tuck in the box. See, Mona Burr could walk on stage, play Bird of Prey, fuck off, and I'd go, yep. Yeah. Nine out of ten. I, I, I think you, you and I both love Mona Burr. You know, this is, you know, so, and busted out two new songs. The end of the set, Queen, King of Queens of the Stone Age and Bruised <laughs> Forsyth. Uh-huh. Can we just, like, stop there like those are great fucking like let's get puns out I like them yeah. <laughs> more puns in yeah. songs please but, I, uh, I was actually thinking about Water Bar and like that album the Stork Lord album mm-hmm. I think is exceptional uh, when it yeah, first came out yeah. it wasn't overly fussed it grew on me and it grew on me and I absolutely loved it and I, I love everything about it from the music to the artwork to the whole the, the mad concept of it and I was kind of thinking I would love them to do something on stage that reflects the audaciousness of their yeah yeah you because, don't pick up because you've that got madness. this you've got this mad concept yeah. this crazy artwork um, brilliant songs and when you see them on stage and I know I know this is gonna sound really wanky but a guy with a rugby top on it it just it just doesn't match up with the music I don't think yeah I and just, you know do you remember rolling. remember early Rowan I love it remember you know? early Cavell attack. Yeah. Where they had the whole owl thing. I don't know if they still do that. They do. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think I would love to see Motor Bird do something. Come on with like a big lines. massive stork or something, or just like yeah. a taxidermy stork that plays a guitar on the right hand side or something. Something like that. Be pretty bang. Yeah. I could be. I could be. I, I could honestly think it would be fantastic. <laughs> I really, really do. I would love to see, as, as I say, there, to me, there's a disconnect between 
the the imagery I have in my head connected with Motorbar and what I'm seeing on stage, yeah. it, it it just doesn't match. If you mean nothing see, about them, I'd love to see something. Would a plink, would a blow up pink flamingo scratch your itch? What a, what about those? You know the pink flamingos that sit in people's yeah. gardens. Yeah. Apparently, it's a sign you're a swinger. Have you ever heard that? <laughs> Apparently, what I, I think it's a myth, but apparently, if you've got a, fling, a pink flamingo in your garden, then that's a sign to other swingers that, like, yeah, we like the throw. This is a completely the different podcast than we started to. Yeah, like, what? Yeah. <laughs> one, one of the criticisms I have is the lead singer kept talking. I don't know who it was, but someone was doing interference, and I could not hear a word he was saying. I, I heard. Uh, thanks, James Love the uh, Elder uh, and it's like. I'm the same with every band. Uh, just shut up a minute. When bands start talking on stage, I can't hear anything. That yeah. I normally can, but it was yeah. just pure straight up. <laughs> James Love Day. Yeah. No. Winners that night that went through were Elder Druid and Survivalist. Did the right two bands go through? Yes. I think fair. I think fair. As much as I love, you know, as much as I do love a wee bit of Muller Bear. Uh-huh. And I enjoyed Tombs. We did say this was the hate of death. We were losing two good bands. We lost two good bands. Yeah. But I think um, you know, the right bands went through. Um, definitely. There was no doubt about it. I um, would agree. Um Survival has just brought it. And the and, crowd and, and, and for debut gig. And That's debut gig. That's yeah. only gonna get better. Yeah, yeah I'm so, so excited. Survival is still legit. Listen, I think we should take a quick break there so that people can um Empty their bladders and whatnot. Learning lessons from like the last yeah. one. Yeah, I, I, was, I, was, I was going to get a pen out and write on this in big letters. Help! <laughs> get a pee bottle. Okay, so we'll be back in. Well, if you're watching the podcast, we'll be back in about 10 seconds. Welcome back. Um, Bladders emptied. We're ready to keep going. Um, <laughs> the top of the game. Top, top of the beers. Uh, we're going to very quickly run through heats four, five, and six uh, and try and make some predictions on who we think are going to go through. Uh, podcasts are on mono wee bit and I like to keep these things a bit shorter these days, so um, apologies if we're a bit rushed here. Uh, heat four. Delusional Silence, Haint, Victim Royal, and Wild Heat. Um, I'll briefly explain who each of the bands are. Delusional Silence, Rock band, a um, couple of lineup changes recently. Um, one of the guys who used to play guitar and sing just sings now. They've got an extra guitarist in. Haint is a band with um, Steve Hobson from Oil Crusher. Um, so I'm guessing he's going to be bringing some slow doomy stuff to it. Um, and Ian Booth, the guy that I believe used to be in Stand Up Guy, I think. Stand Up Guy, all those years ago. Um, for anyone that's been on the scene for a long time. Uh, I don't know what they're going to be playing. They've only put like a couple of week clips up on Facebook. I haven't listened to them. Um, so it's, been, it's um, been snippets. It's been few and far between. Reason to be confident. This is their debut gig. Victim Royal. We've talked about loads in the podcast. Young guys haven't been about much for a while. I haven't I seen them on the scene. I don't know if I've seen them since the final last year. At the final last year. So um, I think I did, I did catch them once. Uh, should be good. Yeah, so I did catch them once and they sort of had a wee bit of a role change. So interesting to see. I think, um, you know, let's, let's, I think they've had a few gigs, uh, certainly maybe in the big house pavilion. Um, yeah. And that we've just maybe missed. And then Wild Heat, who again are another sort of like... Rock. Uh, sort of rock band. To me, there's a 
smidgen of um like glam rock in there. You put them on earlier them on and it kind of reminded me of a slightly softer Buck Cherry. Yeah. Kind of. I, I, I think from that lineup, based on what the competition is, I would be very surprised if it's not Haint and Victim Royal that go through. I'm... I just don't know anything about... I don't know enough about Haint. But, but I know Victim Royal and yes, I think they're definitely a band that's, uh, you know, got the capability to go through. I've seen Wild Heat, I've seen Delusional Silence. Wild Heat are like kind of a really good feel good like rock band, a good sing along. They've got the uh, you know sort of a good a bit of a sing along tune there, which um, you know is good for the crowd, I think. <laughs> but I kind of think that uh, again, it's probably only between the three here. Um, and I uh, for me, because um, I just don't know Hint or none. But I think uh, unless Hint come out and they're amazing, um, yeah. I think it's delusional silence and victim royal for me. As, as I say, Hint Hint is a band or an unknown, <laughs> but no one who's in that band, you know, it's going to be like they're probably going to be pretty good. The one thing for me is if you've got two rock bands on there with delusional silence and Wild Heat, if they both bring down their own fans uh, and they transfer yeah. threes to each other, that could push the other two out. Just, uh, just possibility because we those, just those don't know. Those two bands could be very popular with the judges as well. It's actually pretty. That's pretty. That's a really valid point actually because yeah. it's quite a rock centric yeah. uh, thing. Yeah, could yeah. be interesting. Um, I, I, yeah, personally, I'd hate to see Victor Royal go out. I think they're great. Yeah. So they are. They are. Uh, Heat five. Uh, I, I, I'm looking forward to congenital abnormalities. The only slam band in the village. <laughs> uh, literally, I don't think there's any other slam bands in Northern yeah. Ireland. Um, you could argue that No Great Loss have a hint of slam about them, but mm. but they're not just a straight up slam no. band the way the way general would be. Um, Erosion, another sort of rocky type band. Kidos, um, finalists two years in a row. Would I be right in saying that? I think you're right. Two or three years, I think they've made that. Um, and then Nomadis, um, a band who came out in a war last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And impressed quite a lot of people. Yeah, definitely. Um, thoughts? I think Erosion will struggle. Yeah. They are very, very definitely odd man out on that note. Erosion, Erosion are the rock band with the singing drummer. Yeah. Is that right? He used yeah. to be Beautiful Creed and he yeah. left and moved on. And I think, I mean, I know loads of people who are into the rock music love them. I think that lineup, they're going to get left in the dust My, you, you're right like the way you said about the previous has like those yeah. two rock bands that complement each other might bring down a certain crowd I think Erosion will end up playing their crowd that night that isn't there. don't fully appreciate yeah. what they do I, uh, my resounding memory of Erosion is yeah they were pretty good but at the same time there's no stage presence none because their yeah. singer is a, is a drummer they yeah. don't have anybody up front that's delivering anything to the crowd yeah. directly and I think that just it's it's a really hard thing to do, um you know you just don't have anybody delivering there. So for me, Heat Five, I think it's Kudos and the Mattis. Um Congenital. I know I've seen Congenital whenever they I think the first gig was there's two of them on a drum track. Um, and, it's another Jordy band. And I, but uh, but Jordy loves it, you know. Yeah. I, I I just think it's it's probably too obscure. I want to argue with you, but I know you're right. <laughs> you are, you are right. You know, there, there's people that are going to be in the bands like Kiros and Nomadis, and you put a slam band in front of them, they're just going to be like, this, I mean, "This sounds to me what 
heavy metal sounds like to normies. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but, no, I, I would love to see Congenital go through. I really would. I really, really would. Um, Kidos, like, let's be honest, probably going to be finalists again. I want to get a wee bit more new winners. music from them. I think they have. They are working on a lot of stuff. Well, when, but you, when you're saying that about new music, the band that stands out there to me on that point is Nomadis. I mean, they came in the, the shock a lot of people and surprised us last year. Um, it's We're a year down the line and they've only one song out. Apex Breath, yeah. Yeah. And it's it's kind of like... We recorded it here, did they? Yeah, yeah. JSR Audio Boys. <laughs> I think they're a band that created a great opportunity for themselves in terms of the local scene and yeah. didn't deliver on it. I think that's a shame. I think it's a shame that they don't have more material out. It's, it, yeah, it's a, it's a, I'd like to see more from them, but at the same time, actually, you know, you look at what they have done, like, played Siege. You yeah. know, they've yeah. kind of, they've travelled, they're doing the work and they're getting their name out there. But whenever you're like, you're getting your name out there and you don't have music to back it up, you know, it's like, yeah, we, we, we came, we, played really well at this gig yeah and uh, yeah but you can't listen to us it's, it's, it, it feels to me like a year ago they were a new band and we're a year down the line and they still feel like a new band yeah I think for me it's I found like especially in the first two it was like they were good but they seemed nervous and I've seen them a few times since and they haven't felt comfortable yet to me now I know loads of people disagree with me because I said that to other people and they've looked at me like they have two heads so I might be very wrong but that's just what I've been picking up watching them, especially the lead singer, is very, to me, quite tense. And I'd like to see maybe loosen up a wee bit. Yeah. Uh, so who do you reckon? You, you said Kedos and Nomadis. Kedos and Nomadis. I think, you know, they're um, Kedos finalists three times. We, we know how good they are. Like, great album last year. I think. So, yeah, I'm happy to put my name against Kedos and Nomadis. I know, I know this sounds like I'm, I'm speaking from the heart rather than from the head, but I think it will be Kedos and Congenital because like, I don't know actually because I don't think the judges will get Congenital. No. If, if we I get, I think they will, but I think Congenital will bring down a good crowd. If, if we get, if we get a pit like we got at Rock Duration for Congenital, uh -huh. yeah, it could be this a different story. I would like to see Congenital and Kedos, but I think you're probably right. I think it'll be Kedos and Nomadis. I think you're right. I think I'm going to have a hell of a time deciding who to vote for. I think I'm going to be absolutely torn between the three of them, how to place them. Yeah. But I do think you're right with what the overall result will be. I think Kedos are one of those bands where you, once they hit the stage, you'll just know, yep, these, these They're going are professional sound of band know, on the night. They the, will be. I think the thing about it is, is we also haven't seen Kedos for probably five months. I don't. She doesn't like them. <laughs> Which isn't like them, in fairness. Yeah, I think that's a fair comment. Um, and there is a there is a case for playing less, but I suppose we'll maybe talk about that a different time. But uh, yeah, I think uh, we haven't seen Kedos in a while. I know that they're in the the practice room at the minute, and you know doing what they're what they're doing, and um, I believe there's a new song in the works. It's, it's, it's sort of it's, it's, it's kind of like a, a myth right now we're not entirely sure if it exists or not because well, we, um, we were chatting to someone on Friday and I'm somebody, convinced somebody over here saying, about eight songs uh, sorry <laughs> I don't know uh, Kedos are one of those I know a lot of bands want to put an album out just to put an album out you know so they can go we have an album perfect right? Kedos have done that they've put their album out at this stage I would like to have more music 
or like less music more often, if you know what I mean. Give me those EPs. I know I keep yeah. banging on EPs. I love their but, first you know, EP. Once, right, once right, right, I was cracking. The album, I'm not, I don't think. The Kidos album? I love the EP so much. Uh-huh. I like the Kidos album. I preferred the EP. But we were oh, talking. Okay. We were talking about sing-alongs, actually. Yeah. yeah. I think. Oh, Kidos. Yes. And it's like, let's get Chaos Theory out and have the That's best it. sing-along, so, yeah. you know, yeah. song of the of the scene. Like, but I, I think. I think Harmacist is a great sing-along. Uh, Harmacist, oh, I, I love Harmacist, actually. You know, yeah, it was a great video, actually, too. Yeah, yeah. it's good. Yeah, it's good. good. Um, yeah, no, last last round then, Heat 6. Acid Age, Cursed Sun, Foreign Wolf, and Falling Through. Um, Acid Age are a different band. <sighs> but I, I, I feel I like I, I could know. say that every year. Yeah. I think at what stage do they maybe rebrand slightly? I think there's an argument for that. I, I know Jude, it's been Jude's band the whole way through, but I think the impression I've been getting is they're not playing a lot of the old stuff anymore. The silliness is gone. And they're wanting to be taken a bit more serious. And I think they sound... The last time I seen them, I can't remember who they played with. Oh, they actually, it was yeah. Acid Age played with Acid Rain. That's right. And it was the best I've heard them yeah. by a fucking long shot. I thought they sounded exceptional that night. I remember seeing Acid Age like whenever they were first in the scene. And I did not like them at all. Yeah. Fuck me. To see a band go from, from there to there, let that band have grown. They are so one of the most improved bands. They, they used to be... Like, I remember watching them back in the days of the Warzone with like their stuff about like giant lizards sliming over people. And it was just like, oh, for the love of... Oh, and then... The, the, the kind of, the same day have went on this mad journey and I'm just hoping that where they're at now is where they're at. That, that's it. I would love to see them settle and just get on with it. Um, I've mentioned it before, there was a song called The Burning of Rome yeah. and it just sounds like if that's what you're aiming for, if that's what you're going to be doing from here... Yeah, run out of breath there. <laughs> if that's what you're going to be doing from here on in, yeah. that's a big fucking tick in the box for yeah. me. Brilliant. Just really, really good. They're, they're, they're so tight mm-hmm. together now. One of the criticisms I used to have at the age was it sounded like um, a band that all practiced individually and then got on stage and they could all play but they couldn't play together. But now they're fucking seamless like. Yeah. There's, there's no argument about it. Um, Foreign Wolf are on that bill. This is not their debut gig. No, they've played loads of gigs. They've played loads. They've actually been in other battle of bands and done I really well. Think they've been playing with the likes of Paper Tigers yeah. and those sort of bands. So right, uh, right. But they've, a bit, a bit they've of been an playing that sort of alternative scene. Which kind of makes sense. I mean, Sean was indeed. in like Pandorials and stuff, mm-hmm. and that's where he they would have played more. Where the connections are. Yeah, I've I've listened to the EP and it's it's an odd one to me. I uh, have the last to be track. The last track called Breathe, I think's fucking really good. Yeah, I really like it. The first two tracks are like really light. One of them's almost like, uh, oh my god, mine's going blank. You know those songs that are like love songs, but they're rock songs. Ballads or rock ballads. Ballad is the word I'm looking for. Fuck's sake. <laughs> I just like um, that one. <laughs> second song's almost like a ballad, but it, it all sounds really early two thousands. Yeah. Uh, a wee bit breaking Benjamin, that sort of thing. If anyone's familiar with them, yeah. and I don't know, a part of me feels like. Like they've dated before they've even started. I haven't listened to them, to be honest. And I'm biased because Sean is one of the nicest people I think I've ever Absolutely. met. So yeah. I really, 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 really want them to be good because I really want to love them because I just. I think I'll, enjoy, them. I'll, think I'll enjoy watching them live. Yeah. But 
Yeah. But I haven't listened, so I cannot judge them at all. Uh, there's another band called Fallen Through, and it is it is their debut gig. They've no material out. They've merely a few photos on Facebook. There's nothing. Is to this talk. There's uh, nothing to talk the about. band with uh, the guy from Saturday? I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Saturday. again, it was there Saturnine or yeah. yeah. Saturnine. I think it could be right. Whatever. Right. Uh, Mike. Was it Michael Thompson? I'm not too sure. But um, yeah, no. I, I, I sort of it's a. Uh, I think we've seen them in three bands in three years. So, but um, no, look here. Again, another unknown quantity for me. Um, it's just it's like they're they're. I, I, I'd like to see them come in and do do good things. It's a really hard heat that actually. Um, whenever you look at it on paper for a new band. Yeah, there's there's two the, the well established the, the, bands, bands with all The last band is Cursed Sun, and they've just they've been on the scene for ages. They have a good following. Their performances are always good. But they've um, they've for me they've uh, completely upped their game. I was gonna say, I mean we were talking about Acid Age, the improvement they've made. Curse and Son from eight years ago to where they are now are unrecognisable. They're probably Acid Age and Curse and Son are probably the two most improved bands in Belfast. I think that's fair. And I think I think that Although yeah. Acid Age is said they're from Lisburn, but <laughs> okay, from County Antrim, depending on what part of Lisbon they're from. The uh, I think for me, the uh, guys from Cursed Sun, I think they, one of the biggest things there was Steve coming in. Uh, just it's, I think we've said that before, but yeah, I, 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 I the EP there that they launched last yeah. year was 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 fucking tight, and uh, that's just you know, I think hard band to beat in that heat. I think I'm actually well. Uh, you're tying. The, the one, the one thing I'll say about Cursed Sun, and it's it's a wee bit difficult to say this because like I'm so close and so friendly with them all. If if I had to give them one piece of advice, it would be to try and put a wee bit more sincerity into their performance. Do, do you know what I mean? With why I'm saying that? I completely get that, and especially like Andy's an actor and a comedian, and a lot of the time it feels very staged. There's not a lot of yeah. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things Steve brought in was the much more impassioned kind of natural moving around and thing. Yeah, and I think I like that. I, like, I do like his stage presence. It's and great. I think maybe even relax. I think possibly just overthinking things sometimes. Just relax. Possibly, and you're yeah. having fun. Enjoy yourself. Yeah. And I think it has improved a lot from where it was. Yeah. And keep going with just chill a wee bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I think we'll all agree Acid Age and Cursed Sun are probably the two bands that go through there. Unless, the unless, information we have, because I haven't listened to the other two, so... Unless Fallen Through come out of nowhere and do something insane. Um, yeah. Fuck only knows. But I, I, I do know the guy's a really good guitarist, like, but it always seems to be his band. Do you know, it's always the band built around him as opposed to the band being built together. Yeah. Uh, we, won't, we won't bore you with like running through the dates of all those gigs, but they're all in March. Um, Go six, to them. Sixth, twentieth, and I think the twenty seventh <laughs> or twenty eighth. Twenty seventh. I have them written down. Follow the Distortion Project on social medias, and you'll you'll see when all the gigs are and whatnot. Um, should be good. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. It should be good gigs. Uh, following on from that, whenever we're covering the semi-finals, we're pretty much going to be saying the same things about the same bands. So. Unless someone cocks it up monumentally. Yeah, so we'll, we'll probably push on and try and get some fresher content for the podcast Yeah. Uh, at that stage. 
Uh, before we go, we'll briefly talk about some upcoming gigs. Phil, you've got all my notes in front of you, so yeah, <laughs> I've, I've, I've done a bit of a done a bit of a note taker exercise. So yeah, I mean, I think we've got a couple of gigs coming up here. Distortion Project probably at the heart of most of them. Um, Celtic Thrash Tour. Um, gonna really fuck up this saying. If Ian uh, Crossfire Innocence and Acid Age on the um, and that's the thirteenth of March. Yeah. Um, I you know, I think that's you. Know, going to be an interesting gig because like well you know there's bands from scotland there and you know a couple of our local bands and you know get down and support it napalm death no need for us to like really go i these guys are like you know such and such napalm who and uh, who yeah so ever. so you know there's that's at the end of march we've got sorry uh, actually oh 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 yeah. it just no. happens that you're yeah <laughs> so then we've got uh, a couple of um gigs back to back on the third or fourth of april so much to the sun their new album uh, i believe is coming out uh, they're doing a bit of an, uh, a launch there with nomadic rituals gravity well and psychedelic nods um Second of April, geez, that is one hell of a couple of days. Actually, it's the second, third, and fourth. I didn't realize that. We've got Zora, Iron Altar, and Elder Druid on a Thursday night. Um, Stop picking bands on Thursday night. I can't go there. If, um, if, if you're interested in, I don't know, if it's Zahora, Zora or Zahora. Zahora. Yeah, sorry, I don't know, man. But like, um, check, check out the Metal Cell podcast. Uh, Richie does that, and they done an interview with one of the guys from Zahora. It's like forty-five minutes long. And it's very interesting and it's very entertaining. Uh, that podcast as a whole is fucking great and I'm probably going to mention it on every podcast we do <laughs> because does. it is so fucking good. He puts out podcasts every week. It's always fresh. It's always different. Um, yeah. And I would like to collaborate at some stage, please. <laughs> please. I have a couple of other gigs to get down. On the 11th of March, Anvil. Anvil. Who are if you've not watched their documentary, then go the, fucking watch they're, it. They're Anvil. I was in tears. Here's, here's a question: What have Anvil and Mayhem got in common? The story's more interesting than the music. It's yeah. not even a joke. It's fucking. <laughs> it's true. Like it's yeah. I mean, we seen them at so I know Bloodstock, yeah. and they're one of the few bands. They did the thing of, they did their own sound check. They were main stage midday. They did their own sound check and then stood there on stage and did not move until their set start started because I think they were worried if they stepped off stage they'd get the set cold. <laughs> and it yeah. was like yeah. and we stood and we watched it for twenty minutes and got bored and wandered off. But I didn't do a very good yeah, job the, of coming back either. Their, but their documentary is amazing. Documentary um, is brilliant. Music But yeah. musically it, it's, it's nothing particularly special. You know, if that if, no. if they'd have tried to make a comeback without that documentary, I don't think it would have worked. Like that, that put them back with dead. Uh, dead camera. With a dead camera, but oh. uh, we will, we will We're almost soldier done. on. 24th Christ. of March, Danko Jones, which is one of those bands I keep hearing mentioned, but I just don't actually I'm sure it. we've seen them at like Summer Breeze. I'm pretty sure I've seen them when drunk, I just don't remember. Yeah. But they're playing on 24th of March in Voodoo, so if you're about, go to it. Hmm. Awesome. And gigs that aren't happening, Booze and Glory. Fuck that shit. Uh, yeah. cancelled for some reason or other. Pam House has a wee run of gigs getting cancelled from there. Trying not to blame the Pam House, but gonna blame the Pam House. Okay. Sorry, Pam House, not me. Or... Me. Yeah. Oh, I me. think I just want to make a final one there. Um, and just sort of like one of the biggest probably gigs um, so far this year locally. It's probably going to be that Draconis and Oracle gig. 
Um, what's, what's the full lineup for that? Draconis or and Mortar Bear. So Draconis and New Albion coming out, blessed by Ambers. A um, couple of tunes off it, Fear of the Wretched, they've been playing it live for a while. I think, you know, it's, it's just, it's tremendous, it's great. So, like, that's, uh, I think, get behind that one. It's an absolute fucking beezer. Yeah. Um, so. I mean, Steph will be mid prep for competition, so she will want to kill everyone anyway. So that if being channeled into the set competition, you mean like bodybuilding? Bodybuilding. So she's basically not eating and wants to kill everyone. But it's put 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 like in the best way possible. Like, like, let's put let's put Oracle on a belt, right? <laughs> Probably one of the best bands we've got yeah. in the city. I, I let's just put Draconis on there as well. It's a wee bit disgusting. When I say put Draconis on, it's their bill. It's their bill. Do you know what I mean? It's Draconis' album launch, and it's like you've got Draconis and Oracle, and you're like, you Muller Bear there as well. Hang, sign me the fuck up. <laughs> okay, we are very, very close to wrapping up, but there is one thing that I do want to mention. Um, we talked about Clang Festival yeah. in Ireland. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, we did. Clang have come out and announced another band which is like the main headliner of the festival. Yeah. And that band is... I can't fuck Candlemas. 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 Yeah. yeah. Oh, right. you fucked that up. I did fuck that up. <laughs> fucked that up, right? Like, no, one wa- no one watches this far anyway. Literally no one is watching this part of the podcast. <laughs> Hi, Mom. <laughs> um, I'm actually not really familiar with Candlemas, but from... I know it's I've a big deal for a people. people. And it's a big fucking deal. And it changes... It changes the, the, the landscape of that festival. Um, I think a lot of people are going, oh, fuck, they're, they, they, this isn't... It's still 60 quid. I it's think that's still, the big... You know, I mean, I did see... I actually seen Camel Mass last year in Amsterdam, uh, supporting Ghost, and I was like, I don't like this music, but it's fine. It's literally okay. That's the big thing. I mean, if there's a band that is still out there touring and they don't make it to Ireland, usually it's because they can't, you know, they're not going to make their money back. Bands don't skip Ireland for the hell of it. I can't remember the statistic. I can't remember how many years it's been, but Candlemas haven't played Ireland in a very long time. They've got some very interesting videos. If you look back at their uh, video repertoire, there's some very interesting scenes in there. Oh, really? I'm just going to say. Maybe not age so well? They definitely haven't aged well at all. (laughs) But uh, anyway, uh, that's that's another story. Because, yeah. yeah. But uh, no, I've seen them last year. Look, to be honest with you, I thought I was going to hate them. Never seen them. And yeah, they put on a really good show. They're they're tight. But that's not going to get me to go to that gig. I'm not going to go to that gig. You know, that's just yeah. not, it's, it's just not, it's not for me. Um, and especially not at that price tag. Yeah. You know, 60, 60 euro ago. Well, I think we've pretty much accepted that we're going to take the risk and go to Iron Mountain Metal Festival. See how that pans out. Hey, do you know what? Because I, I was chatting to Mark Russell about that. And do you know what? Even if it, it turns out to be a disaster and barely any bands play, Fuck ton of our mates are there, we'll have a load of booze. And as long as the weather isn't apocalyptically bad, it's in the mountains, we'll have it should fun. be fine, because there'll be no flooding at least. <laughs> All uh, the water will hopefully drain we'll, off. We'll leave it at that. Um, thank you very much for watching and or listening. Um, probably should have said at the start, the podcast is available on YouTube if you want to watch our beautiful faces. <laughs> uh, if you'd rather just get the audio, it's on anchor.fm or you can listen on all the popular podcast apps on uh, Apple and Android. Um, but thanks very much. And Oz, uh, 
Yeah, fuck it up again. Shut up. No. <laughs> As always, keep listening for the wrong kind of music. <laughs>